0: Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Several thousand anti-government protesters have been rallying in Thailand's capital for the last three weeks, calling for a new constitution, new elections and an end to repressive laws. In the last week Two leaders of the movement were arrested, resulting in ever-greater resolve amongst the protest movement. The pair were charged with sedition and breaking coronavirus rules before being released on bail. And the demonstrations are likely to grow into an even larger movement as the economy worsens amid the coronavirus pandemic. Joining me on the program today is Junya Lek and she starts here by introducing herself hello
1: everyone my name is Ya yajin person and i'm founders and now coordinator of act for them action for people democracy is an organization that uh starts with campaigning for democracies in thailand and before act for them i was a long-term human rights activist and labor activist and uh, uh coordinator of High labor campaign, you know, campaigning for justice of the worker for that produce for exports uh, goods.
0: You are no stranger to this radio program. I've spoken to you many times about um, the situation in Thailand uh, from the coup in two thousand and nine, the red shirts, the yellow shirts movement then the, uh, the issue of Les Majeste, and of course now we have a situation where uh, the people of Thailand are back on the street, even though there is a military dictatorship. What uh, brought this development, given people's lives are at such risk by taking to the streets in this way?
1: I think the uh, first thing is that there is a change in the dynasties, like now, uh, for see, at the, since the end of 2016, we are loomed by uh, infamous crown you know, prince, who is now Rama Ten of Wajilalongon. He's never been popular, uh, and he never tried to make himself uh, popular or try to win the heart of the people. So since he ascending to the throne, yeah uh, he what he did it only humiliating the Thai people uh what he did is uh, spend his life carelessly with his harems you know with like uh and with flying on over uh, Europe with the Thai but uh, what do you call it the Thai tax money so so that is i think one of the key activations because of the head of the state of thailand which is king um, never put himself into accountable you know or responsible manners uh at the head of state should be and he also have done so many things to centralize his power like he taking uh we can say he robbing the the whole like 60 we, we don't know for sure how much 60 or 50 uh, billions euros of cloud property, bureaus to be under his own uh, use and his own controls, and to change the name to his own. So that is a public property. So that is one thing. And others, he also centralised his powers uh, in in the uh, palace, which actually, it was uh, managed by so many authorities, but now it centralized him. He also centralized his uh, controls over military troops. And it's now uh, with his warism that he actually have direct commands of uh, nearly 100,000 militaries. That is uh, very threatening. And his relationship with the commander-in-chief you know, with the junta, uh, and he's uh, backing the Thai legions openly. It, it provoke the anger of the Thai people. And I think the the last thing that holds Thai people to be in silence is that when his junta dissolved these new uh, political parties, like the Future Forward Parties, in December last year, you know, and uh, this the party that has been uh, elected by first-time voters, like the young generation. So the, the young generations in Thailand feel uh, directly at, uh, attacked. They feel directly experienced of what uh, the the life of like having your life controlled by the military regimes, you know. And when what it's like to have your vote right or democratic right being rough very easily like that so i think that is kind of like a activators is the 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 change of the uh, of the head of the staff from Nine to rama Ten and his behaviors and uh, he's backing up the military regimes he's centralizing power uh, and also his interventions in into kind of like you know stop the democratic process in the parliaments. Yeah.
0: So Les Majeste is still in force. In addition to a lot of other laws like cyber laws and things like that, how, even though what you've described is definitely an escalation in the anti-democratic environment in Thailand, how is it that all of these protesters are able to just take to the streets uh, and it looks like without real threat of um, uh, the the kind of draconian repressive arrests and incarceration that we've been seeing over the last ten to twenty years in Thailand
1: mm. yeah I think that the yeah the, the threat is already there and now there is already a list of thirty 31- one readers, you know, all these protests to be under arrest more warrant, they also arrest two people already, you know, so, so the threat uh, is always there and people are aware of that, you know, like we have the history of like crackdowns and military now with students being shot dead on the street, yeah, we all know about that. But I think it's come to the point, like what the students say, that if you not resist, you will continue to stay slave. You know, I think that is the motto, and also uh, there is a very strong motto among the student protesters that let it in, in end genera- in our generation in our generation. it mean, let us change can be made in our generations i think this is a big message uh, not just the young generations but people all uh, the generations as well you know because the struggle for democracies in thailand has been dragging on for eight decades since 1932 and it's very really clear that the monarchy is a block to, uh, many times like monarchy has approved 13 military coups to stop the democratic forces of Thailand. So the motto that is shared, not just by the young, but I think by the whole Thai now, let it end in our generation. That means let the chain be made in our generations. Let's don't uh, push the burdens into the next generations anymore. And this is the fight that I think like, we can say four or five generations together are now uh, unitly.
0: Uh, agree on this motto um you were speaking a little bit about the younger generation that are leading this fight in thailand and we did see yeah. something very interesting which was these harry potter themed protests what are the what's the harry potter theme about and mm. and how is that connecting to young people as well as the military situation in thailand
1: I think yeah, Harry Potter reflects the political situation in, in Thailand very well because the Thai king is Lord Voldemort, you know, is a, is someone that the the one uh what do you call it, the one the one who you know but you cannot names, and he's uh middle-aged uh uh ruling style, his mafia, ruling style, kidnap uh people and murders, uh dissidents, those kind of things. So they link the Lama Ten with the Lord Vodamos and uh, the uh, and then the, you know the people who have uh, f- Lighting up against him is a Harry Potter, is a gang of so the students from Hogwarts. And that is uh, what they are doing now. And as as it can say, he, uh, you can see Harry Potter is also Leaf, the Leo, you know, uh, struggles against the, the the dark magic, or what you call it, the cruel... Uh, powers. So so it's really, it fit with the Thai phenomenon right now. And he could not be named, you know, has been already now his name. And, they, and now there is for the first time that in the public gatherings, people start talking about the crime of the Lama Ten. you know, about, and in Thailand, there is some limitations what they can say, like they cannot say like us. We oversee, we said abdication of the monarchy. That is our already public statement. But in Thailand, they say, they only say that we want the monarch to listen to the people and to, uh, and to, uh, what do you call it, to change his, uh, attitudes about the people and to work with the people to move the country forward together. So that is the lie that they can say in Thailand because they cannot say abdication of the monarchy because it's it's clearly clearly they will put them as the criminals. You know um, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, we have these very strong laws. Uh, threat to national security. Uh, abolish monarchy in Thailand will put people immediately in the uh, criminal uh, offence of uh, threat to national security. So, but but if for us, act for them, for our campaign, we, our uh, statements now is that there must be abolitions of the monarchy so that the democratic pathway in Thailand can start. There is no other way.
0: And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Junya Le Kimproset about the growing protest movement in Thailand in opposition to the monarchy and military rule, calling for a new constitution and an end to the dictatorship. But what guarantee is there that getting rid of the monarchy is going to put democracy in place? Surely all that's going to happen is the military is going to continue to rule in its own right without, without the monarchy.
1: Yeah, uh, because uh, I think that is a kind of like a uh, the issue of we look into many of the our neighboring countries, you know. So, like yeah, yeah, Burma, Laos, Vietnam's, Cambodia's, uh, is all ruled by aut- autocratic regimes, by military autocratic regimes, you know. But it is so so people with the military is clear too, but uh, now. The Thai military and the monarchy join hand together. So people with both monarchy and the military is just too much. Like if uh, uh, you uh, no more. Like if you remove the monarchy, it's very really clear. People and the military both are in the same eco, kind. Of like you know uh, mentally, you know equal. Uh, mentally equally to as a normal phenomenon of so the fighting against dictator Yes, definitely people understand that uh, military is still a block, but it's too much. It takes us for eight decades now uh, to fight both military and monarchies together. So, I and and this giving the monarchy uh, a kind of like a bargaining chief on the time because the monarchy can play with the people or can play with the militaries and is dragging the the, the process for democratization in Thailand on and on you know because but as it's really clear now that monarchy and military are uh joining their bit be- uh are joining hands all the time into in, in as a block you know. so so the demands is not just for the monarchy definitely the demands also for the both uh, monarchy and the military to to be sensible you know to bring sense back to them that uh, they have to hear the people they have to respect democracy they have to respect the will of the people they have to take their egos and their selfishness uh, Uh, behind Mm -hmm. and then move forward together because Thailand is now in a sinking stage. So the Asian is, it's just gone so rotten, you know, like uh, it's just gone so bad and then it's really worrisome uh, the, for the progress of the country now, of so how, how it will move forward with these so many flattened institutions that has been survived, uh, and mostly because under the patronage of the king, under the protections of the monarchy, like from the judicial system into the parliament system, into the military institutions, into the civil servant institutions, they cannot move anything in Thailand. And they, because they, the monarchy has controlled them and destroyed them for, for, for what you call it, manipulated them for so long.
0: So back in 2009, um, during the red and yellow shirts um, fight, um mm. We saw that the unions, uh, because of their um, uncritical commitment to resisting privatisation, ended up on the wrong side, ended up on the side of the yellow shirts with the royalists, and as a consequence Mm. became yellow themselves. Um, And almost overnight we saw all the Thai unions get wiped out for this one tactical error that they made. You know, eleven years later, with this new uprising on the street, has the union movement recovered or not yet?
1: Sadly, very sadly, and and it's sadly that the international unions movements also refuse to recognize that the Thai trade unions, you know, uh, has been joining the gangs of militaries and the loyalists to topple, you know, to kick out the elected governments uh, because of what we call like lending the outside hand to help them because they are too weak to fight the imperial, uh, the neoliberal leader themselves. And they are still not yet stepped into the democratic side. They are still giving flowers into the dictators, support them, the dictators, they they still organize the May Days to honor the kings. Um, So so it's really sad that the trade union is one of the most uh, clouded, uh, like, you know, organized sectors, uh, has been backing of the military regimes since 2005 and not yet awakened until now and we can say that is because the most of the traditional Thai trade union come from the state enterprise which is loyalist uh, organization in the first place secondly most of them are male-dominated you know leaders who are hanging their ego before the profit of the generals and for the profits of the nation, so, um, so so the fight is not about the principles anymore. The fight now is about the keeping the egos of some of the union leaderships, and it's really sad.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, not ask this question because of the period that we're in. How is COVID nineteen impacting? Thai workers, Thai society, and these uh, democracy movements that we're seeing on the streets—it's
1: impact very much. You know, it's, uh, it's it's actually Thailand, even though there's not many cases of the COVID. You know, but the UNTA used the reasons of COVID nineteen lockdown to come out with state emergencies, like you know, like extended now for until. Uh, end of August, <laughs> so so the COVID-19 has given, kind of like extending the life of the Taiyuntas from confronting by, from uh, you know, uh, confronting with the student protest, but that cannot stop the people to protest, as you can see, for three weeks now, students are on the street, but it's impact the life of the working uh, uh, class very heavily, and if... Uh, people in Thailand was not uh, made to endure all of these hardships since uh, 2006 military coup. Since 2014 military coups, uh, there would be much more worse consequences, you know. But uh, I think uh, the work, working people, the Thai people in general were made to self-responsible, you know, were made to help each other to survive because we, we have the government who never uh, do anything beyond uh, pleasing the king for the past. We can say uh, since two thousand six, uh, since two thousand six, and heavily since two thousand fourteen. Um, so that that makes it kind of like the self self survival of the Thai people are quite strong. Uh, however, the numbers of suicides uh, because of Economic operations and suffering in Thailand is very high. We're talking about four thousand cases a year, you know, which is uh, very alarming, and um, and it's getting worrisome. Uh, so, so the the neglect negligence of the state uh, programs uh, or assistance to the working class to the peoples in Thailand is very very obvious, and I think this is one. Of the driving as well for the people in different generations uh, to back up the student protest. and as you can see, also that uh, student processes now openly attack the monarchies, or utterly really calling for accountabilities of the monarchy, and um, in, uh, and saying very clearly that the junta regime has to go because they have they can they are not incapable of taking care of the country. We face. Really, listen, uh, listen. We face really little resistance from the loyalists, you know, and uh, they try to provoke loyalists to resist against the students, uh, with the same accusation that they are, um, what you call it, uh, aiming so they ca they are insulting at the monarchy, but it doesn't work anymore, yeah. So it's it's hard, but it's Thai people has been living in, uh, in the suffering for for decades you know so they they learn to endure it and they learn to help each others instead of relying on the state.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the global economy and even though you've said there aren't a high number of cases in Thailand itself Uh, The Junta has taken the opportunity to institute a state of emergency, which I presume also means that some industries might be closed down. But I guess my question is how has COVID both in Thailand and across the world impacted Thailand's economy? I mean, I presume tourism has been Mm. um, directly impacted.
1: Yes, yes, it's impacted very much. Uh and people of clients, like uh, no customer, no tourists. And as you can see, like Thailand is a country where we got uh, 20, 30 million tourists every year. And you you can see in, uh, I just amused to see a post in Facebook, just spot two tourists on the street and say, yeah, we see tourists, you know, <laughs> when you always see tourists everywhere. And so that, that's... That one picture can ex- explain the situation very well. Um, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's impact a lot. And uh, we I because now I'm very much focused on these student protests. Uh, and uh, as you see, the trade unions in Thailand are are useless, and you know they don't do anything. So we didn't see much of the protest or the strike of the workers. Uh, that it, it should be, but uh, they, they, I think the mentalities of the trade unions of the Thai state now is to tell the worker to compromise and to take any uh, offer and to take any uh, kind of like a uh, so what do you call to to take whatever the employer give them. You know, so not least against it. This uh, is always in the in the in the uh interlaced since before you know when we were when trade union are strong you know we always fighting with these uh attitudes of the state of the employer to get workers to take whatever they offer and now it's even worse because the thai, thai trade unions doesn't do the job to defense and to bargain heavily with the with the employers or with the state is it, it's, it's, it's Uh, We we cannot see how much suffering of the workers in Thailand uh, uh, in these situations uh, because it was not um, very well presented or it doesn't have the strong uh, representatives of the workers to represent the, the problems.
0: So, returning to these student protests, which are are quite extraordinary to see. I mean, um, for listeners that know the politics of Thailand, um, this level of demonstration on the streets has been unheard of pretty much since 2009, and the um, red and Yellow Shirts movement of the time. But the demands, as you've talked about, seem to be down with the monarchy and down with the military. Uh, what else are the people asking for and how do you see um, the current situation resolving? Mm.
1: I think now the, the key demands uh, of the youth, and I think in general, is first like, to stop uh, harassing and uh, crackdowns on the protesters, you know, that is one of the first demands. Uh, and second is to dissolve the government. Third is to draft a new people constitution. And I think that's, that's a three demand. I think the first demand, which is starting to appear now, is that the Thai monarchy here, you, the people of Thailand's uh, crying and uh, listens carefully of what uh, they. Po- I think this is um, this is a kind of like a bargaining chief now that they give the way for the Thai monarchy uh, to adapt themselves into accepting the laws of the head of state according to the democratic uh, constitution. You know, and so they give him a chance. So is,
0: so I think now there is four demands. That was Junya Lek Kimproset speaking about the growing protest movement in Thailand in opposition to the monarchy and military rule, calling for a new constitution and an end to the dictatorship. And that brings us to the end of today's program of Accent of Women. This week's program was produced in my study at home with the incredible support of 3 cr staff. I want to extend a very big thank you to them for ensuring that this program is still able to be heard right across the country. Accent of Women receives financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Accent of Women's theme music was written and produced by George Congeri. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.